The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. The program you are about to hear has been pre-recorded for airing at this time. Please hold all phone calls. Once again, this is a pre-recorded program. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines after we read a couple of verses. So I need you to stay with me. I promised that I would get through all the verses that Jesus talked to us about tithing and giving. I have a few more to go on giving, and I will give Brother Dale the signal that we are opening up the phone line. So we will have them today. I just have some work that I have to do first. Amen? So when that time comes, the local number would be 702-650-5588. I say again, when the time comes, local, you can call 702-650-5588. Outside the Las Vegas area, that number would be 800-366-8883. Again, that would be 800-366-8883 if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area. We're being streamed live audio and video from KKVV's website which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, which is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed Part 1 and Part 2, please go to the website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. Click on to Part 1 and Part 2 that you've missed of this lesson, which is what Jesus taught about giving and tithing. Also, you can listen to any other of our previous broadcasts. The Gospel is always free on our watch. There is no charge to listen. In addition to that, we are also archived on iTunes. So if you have an Apple product, you can go there and listen. Again, the gospel is always free on our watch. And our AM dial is KKVV 1060 AM. We'd like you to keep Brother Vernon in prayer. He was not feeling good today. I know that he is going to be healed in the name of Jesus, and he will be joining us shortly. But please keep Brother Vernon in prayer. I love you, Brother Vernon, and I look forward to seeing you soon. So, again, our lesson for today, Part 3, is what Jesus taught on tithing and giving. So, we have 
some more scriptures to read. And this is Jesus speaking. And we are going to get in what I was not able to finish in part one. So the first verse we're going to look at, and I'm coming out of the King James Version, excuse me, the New King James Version with the scriptures. And the first one is Mark 9:41. For whomever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, assuredly, I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Then we're going to Mark 10, verses 21 through 31. Again, Mark 10, verses 21 through 31. And the word of God says this, verse 21. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. Verse 22. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowfully, for he had great possessions. 23. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? 24. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? 25. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. 26. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? 27. But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. 28. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. 29. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. 30. Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life? 31. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Luke 6 Verse 30. Again, Luke 6, verse 30. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. Luke 6, verses 32 through 35. Again, Luke 6, verses 32 through 35. And the Word of God says this, 32. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For every sinner loves those who love them. 33. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For for even sinners do the same. Verse 34. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. 35. For love your enemies. Do good. And lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the unthankful and evil. Luke 10, verses 33 through 35. Again, Luke 10, verses 33 through 35. Verse 33, the Word of God says this, But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. 
34. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he sent him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. 35. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Luke 11, verse 41. Again, Luke 11, verse 41. But rather give alms of such things as you have, then indeed all things are clean to you. Luke 12, 33 and 34. Luke 12, 33 and 34. The word of God says this, 33, sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old, a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moths destroy. 34, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Luke 14, verses 12 through 14. Again, Luke 12, verses 12 through 14. The word of God says this, verse 12. Then he also said to him who invited him, When you give a dinner or a supper, do not ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, nor rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back, and you will be repaid. 13. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind. 14. And you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Luke 21, verses 1 through 4. Again, Luke 21, verses 1 through 4. The word of God says this, verse 1. And he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. 2. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. 3. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For, for all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. Finally, Acts 20 verse 35. Acts 20 verse 35. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. Thank you for your patience. We will open up the phone lines again. What we're talking about today is what Jesus taught on tithing and giving. And we are in part three. So we're going to go back to Mark 9 verse 41. And we heard the scripture and there's something that we should remember in there. It says that whoever gives a cup of water to drink. Notice here he says in my name because you belong to Christ. Because you belong to Christ. There are people who are doing things in Christ's name that do not belong to him. You ought to catch that in your spirit. There's a qualifier with this verse. You're doing something in his name because you belong to him. And if you belong to him, you have the spirit of Christ. You're not doing things to be noticed. You're not doing things to be getting to the next level. You're not doing things to get a this or that behind your name. You're doing things in all humility. See, Jesus was meek. 
he was also born poor and a manger. But he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords because he wanted the poor to know that he understood their condition. And because he was born poor, he would always remember them. They would always have a place at his table. You have to understand in the first century church, there was a lot of begging. There were a lot of people who begged continuously. And the Pharisees understood that. And they had something that was called alms. And the thing is, is that alms was purely out of the heart. It was the highest of giving. And we will start talking more about alms. You know, we have talked about tithing. Uh, we are in the New Testament church. We're in the New Covenant. And that belong with the law. And, you know, we'll address that. The Gentiles were not under the law and those who gave their life to Christ in the New Testament were not under the law either. So let's continue to look at these scriptures closely. Amen. So we're going to Mark 10 and we read uh, verses 21 through 31. And and when we look in verse 21, it said that uh, Jesus loved him. He looked at him. And loved him. Can you imagine Christ looking at you and loving you as well? And then speaking to you? Can you imagine? It says, you will have treasure in heaven. But you have to do something. He wanted him to go on his way, sell whatever he had, and give it to the poor. See, Jesus knows your heart. People are looking and saying, well, I can't give up everything. I can't do that. Jesus knew what was going to keep this person separated from him. Do you not think the Lord doesn't know what will keep you separated from him? He created you. He knows your heart. He knows where your weaknesses are. So when he addresses you specifically, we all have different issues. But the main thing is that he came to give you life more abundantly and for you to have eternal life. Why would you want to lose that? Why would you even want to put that in jeopardy? Because you have to have your way. You have to have things. And then look at this. He said, this person went away sorrowfully. Why? Because he had great possessions. What possessions did he have that were greater than the Lord Jesus Christ? They were great possessions that he thought were great. Amen. That man thinks are great. They mean nothing to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, you know, that how hard it is for those who have riches, <laughs> riches, what kind of riches, earthly riches, amen, things that they value, they mean nothing to the kingdom. And it also, when we go down to about verse 24, it says, who trust in riches. Now, you know, the scriptures tell us you're going to love one master and hate the other. You can't serve two masters. So either you're going to love God and serve God and hate the other. Are you going to love your riches and your possessions? There's a choice here. It has to deal with a heart condition. We're talking about giving at this particular time. And that's why I said it was so hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Because he trusts in his riches. Her riches too. You know it could be a man or a woman. Let's not think it's just a man thing. 
or your great possessions? Are you constantly telling people about what you got and what the Lord gave you? Really, he just told this man to give it all away because he understood his heart condition. Amen. But also when we get down to verse 30, it says that, you know, in this lifetime, shall you not receive a hundredfold in a time called now? He's going to bless you right now. Amen. But the thing is, is that the thing is to walk this journey so that you can receive your eternal life. Don't let those things that tarnish, that people can come in and steal, which is in this realm, cause you to be separated from God. You got to ask yourself, why are you giving? We're going to take a call. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. God bless you, and thank you. Uh, I have a question. Uh, I've gone to visit a few churches here in Las Vegas, and sometimes when they have potluck, which is a, a dinner for the church, the preacher sits down with just the ones that, that uh, are very, I guess, close to the church. Or the but this happens in all these churches. The ones that are really, really close to the church, like they're there for playing piano or singing in the choir or the one that does most of the prayers mm-hmm. and things like that. But it, I've seen it in probably a hundred churches in Las Vegas that that goes on and on and on. And uh, there's people that have asked me, asked me, I mean, I'm just a regular person. I'll call myself that. Uh, they asked me, why do these preachers do that? You know, do they have their favorites? Favorites? Favorites. Uh, why do they do this? It, it, that's not God's, uh, it's not in God's eyes for us to do that. Uh, I'm asking you, what do you think? Well, um, what God taught us, uh, especially the Lord Jesus Christ, when we look at Luke 6, verses 32 through 35, 32 says, but if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? I'm coming out of the New King James Version. For even sinners love those who love them. 33, and if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. 34. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. 35. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. The thing is, is this, uh, woman of God, and uh, I haven't uh, necessarily been to those... uh, houses of worship that you're talking about, but I've seen what you're talking about. So I understand where you're coming from. At the end of the day, God knows all and sees all. So if you're giving to be recognized by a man, then you're giving in vain. That is not the right heart condition. If you're giving, you know, to secure a position in a worldly church or earthly church, then you've missed it. Those things are not impressive to God. The thing is, is that we have to have the spirit that Christ has. And Christ was not rich by no means. He was what we would consider poor. He moved around a lot. Anything that he had, he gave, he shared. Uh, He wasn't looking for anything in return. So that's the way that we have to operate. We as stewards of things that he has given us, 
We should be willing to share. We should be willing to reach out to people who don't look like us, who don't talk like us, who don't smell like us, who don't act like us. We have to carry the gospel. What good is it carrying the gospel to those who are considered themselves righteous? Jesus said, I didn't come for the righteous. I came to call the sinner to repentance. So woman of God, uh, I want you to continue to be who God has called you to be. They have to give an account for what they do or what they don't do. Uh, Evidently, you understand the scriptures. You want to operate in the scriptures. And we can't be concerned uh, with people who have a made-up mind that think they're going to get something because they did something. That is not the case. You know, we encourage them to have the heart of Christ, and we continue to pray for them. But another thing, sis, is we can lead by example. And that's what Christ did. He led by example. He was with us. He taught us. He walked among us. You know, he gave his life for all of us, not just for some people. He gave his life for everybody. His blood was the full propitiation for sin, the full payment for sin. So the thing is, is that if we're truly walking with the Holy Spirit, then we'll have a heart for Christ. We'll have a mind with Christ and we want to emulate Christ. So I encourage them to be stronger in their faith because whatever they have, Even if they're able to breathe, it's because of the Lord Jesus Christ. They can do nothing without him. So all that they think they have, it belongs to him anyway. And it's better to give than to receive. So the thing is that give to those who don't have it. You know why? Because they can't repay you. And you know who's going to repay you? The Lord Jesus Christ. He said it in his word. Yes, ma'am. And I've I've visited poor, poor homes. I visit poor, poor churches. Praise God. I, vis- I, I have visited rich, rich, rich homes, and they treat you, in the rich, rich, rich homes, they treat you like the Bible says to treat people. And some of those people are not Christians. I'm, I'm trying to reach those people by visiting their homes. Sure. They're very, very rich and very wealthy and everything, and they treat you just like what you're teaching. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Thank you. And God bless you, sis. And thank you for your love for Christ. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Amen. Well, praise God for the caller. And and thank you, Lord, for her service. So we uh, were just looking at Luke 6, 32 through 35. And the thing is, is that Jesus said, for he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. You know, at the end of the day, it's about creating disciples for Christ how can we just do only for those who look like us how is that carrying the gospel we need to be carrying the gospel amen so we need to stop giving ourselves pat on the backs and uh really just having uh club meetings that is not doing the work of Christ you know he told us uh, that we would be persecuted for doing his work in his name in the way that he does it. And that's what about giving. You know, the thing is, is that giving to transform people's lives. That doesn't necessarily mean money. And people are stuck on money. Why are you stuck on money? Do you think that's all God gave you? A lot of times that's what you give yourself. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hallelujah, Sister Dean. It's a timely word. Amen. How are you doing, sis? I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, and Yahweh still reigns. Yes, he does. I agree with you. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, yes. 
And I just want to say thank you for the prayers. And my mom, she will be turning 82, y'all will, tomorrow. Hey, praise and God. I, I just, Happy birthday, Mom. Hallelujah. And it's just a blessing. And she, I told her she'll be getting many, many calls. Let her know she's not forgotten. Praise and God. And that the ones that love me love her and that our Father in Heaven loves her. Amen. So thank you for this timely word. And just like the sister just was on, Sister Londa, you know, we just do what we know is good because it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. But those that are chasing after and chasing after the devil, like when um, when he came to the Messiah and said, if you bow down to me, mm-hmm. I will give you all this kingdom. Amen. And the thing is, what they don't know, there's a payday coming. For sure. And they can't take it with them. All right. But I we have eternal them. life. We got it all, and the earth is ours. And I thank you for the inheritance we have in the Messiah. And for his blood. Well, praise God. Will you kiss your mother for me and let her know that I love her? Yes, ma'am. You got it. All right. Thank you, sis. You too. Take care. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye. When we look at Luke 10, uh, we were looking at verses 35, excuse me, 33 through 35. Uh, It's important. When we look at verse 33, uh, he had a heart condition here. It said he had compassion. See, when he looked upon this person, he saw him, but he had compassion. See, a lot of times we look upon people and we have no compassion. We see their condition. A lot of times we're judging them. This man had no judgment. He had compassion. That's a gift to be able to have compassion for someone who does not look like you, act like you. Come from where you come from. Somebody totally that on a normal day you probably would never even encounter. But he looked on him and he had compassion for him. And what's important is that uh, he said he was a Samaritan. So when you look in the Bible and you look at Samaria, they were Gentiles and Jews mixed. So the Jewish people didn't quite care for them. But if you remember, Jesus greeted the woman that was from Samaria at the well. Amen. You ought to catch that in your spirit. It's not what we're used to. Because you're not in control. The Holy Spirit is in control. Amen. So let the Holy Spirit guide you. He's the helper and the comforter until our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is coming back. Amen. So remember that. So look, said he looked on him and he had compassion. And then we get down to verse 35 and it says, he says, take care of him. And he says, whatever you spend, more that you spend, I will come again and I will repay you. You got to look at this. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. That whatever you gave, whatever you did for somebody, he says, I'm coming again and I will repay you. You think he's going to repay you with money? No. That's not his currency. That's the currency of this age. You ought to get excited about that. He's in the blessing business. He's not in the money business. Amen. Again, we're talking about what Jesus taught on tithing and giving. We're in part three today. This is all has to do with your heart. The condition of your heart determines whether you're a giver or a taker. 
and you will give in every area of your life. You will just have to wait on Sunday in a worship environment and then say, okay, well, I'm going to do this. No. When you're a giver, you're just not a giver one day a week for a few hours. No. That's not giving. Not at all. Let's look at Luke 11:41, but it says rather give alms of such things as you have than indeed all things are clean to you. Such things as you have. There are some people who do not have money to give. Does does this scripture not speak to them? They have words of encouragement. They're able to pray. They're able to give love. They're able to sit with you. You know, how important is it for someone to sit with you in a hospital room? How important is it for someone to sit with you at the doctor's office? How important is it for someone to sit with you when you're in a courtroom? How important is someone it is for someone just to be there? When you're thinking about you have no hope and nothing to live for. How important is it for someone to hand you tissue when you can't get tissue to dry your own eyes? How important is it for someone just to be there with you? A home cooked meal. Just to have fellowship with you. Just to remind you of the child you were and the child that you still are. For someone to see the beauty in you when you can't see the beauty in yourself. And not wanting you to compromise your body for anything. How important is it for someone to touch your hand, to hold your hand? You know, recently uh, we've been experiencing a lot of death uh, in, in our family. You know, I had a cousin that went to be with the Lord at 430 uh, in the morning on Saturday. Uh, she had a stage four cancer, a mother of two children. And it was just remarkable that her husband and her children had people there who cared for them, who were praying for them. Money couldn't bring her back. Money couldn't give her any medicine. That was going to heal her. Every man or woman has their appointed time. And God called her home. And if God wanted her to still be here, she would be here. They accepted that God called her home. They're celebrating her life. She fought until the very end. She was a mother to the end. She was a wife to the end. She was a daughter. She was a cousin. She was a sister to the end. She was a friend to the end. She did not let a disease stop her from being what God had ordained her to be before the foundations of the earth were set. She was going to be those things and she was those things and she did not let something stop her because it was painful. It was uncomfortable. It altered her appearance. She did not let it stop her. God bless you, Kendall, and I love you, and I know I'll see you on the other side. So the thing is, is that everybody doesn't have money to give, and they shouldn't be made to feel bad that they don't have money to give. Alms has nothing to do with money. It has to do with charity. It has to do with your heart condition. Faith, hope, and charity. And charity is another word for love. And it begins at home. And charity or love is the greatest of those three. 
So when you're giving that, you're giving what the Lord Jesus Christ gave us. You ought to get excited about that. Money is up and down. Your faith doesn't have to be that. Your hope doesn't have to be that. And your love doesn't have to be that. It speaks to a man's character when he doesn't have any money. What is he willing to do to get money? It speaks to a woman's character when she doesn't have money. Does she stop loving because of what's in her wallet? And if a pastor doesn't care for you, admonishes you, rebukes you in public because of what you have or what you don't have in your wallet, you ought to consider why you're there. Uh, let's go to the word of God. I want you to look at Deuteronomy. We're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 15. Uh, I think it's important that we establish something here. Deuteronomy, we're going to chapter 15, and we're going to look at verses uh, 7 through 11. Amen. We're going to go to Deuteronomy. We're looking at chapter 15, and we're looking at verses 7 through 11. And I'd like to read out of the King James Version. Amen. So the word of God says this, verse 7. If there be among you a poor man of one of the brethren within any of the gates in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thy heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. Eight, but thou shalt open thy hand wide unto him and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need is that which he wanteth. Nine, beware that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart, saying, The seventh year, the year of release, is at hand, and thy eye be evil against thy poor brother, and thou givest him not, and he cry unto the Lord against thee, and it be sin unto thee. Ten, thou shalt surely give him, and thy heart shall not be grieved when thou givest unto him, because that for this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works, and in all that thou puttest thy hand unto. Eleven, for the poor shall never cease out of the land. Therefore I command thee, saying, Thou shalt open thy hand wide unto the brother to thy poor and to thy needy in the land. So when somebody is asking you to give until it hurts, are they poor as what God establishes here? That they can't repay it? You got to ask yourself. You are not supposed to be giving under compulsion. That is not pleasing to God. And just because somebody says to do it, you're not obligated to do it. Ask yourself, why are you giving? And who are you giving it to? There are a lot of people that have houses of God and God is not in it. They're hustlers. And they're hustling the word of God. And God is not pleased with that. Look around. See how they treat the poor. Ask in the neighborhood. Knock on a door or two. Ask them do they know the pastor's name. Go down to the areas where you see people. Say hey. 
Do you know that church on the corner? Do you know the pastor's name? Do you know anybody from that church? And see what they tell you. Giving has everything to do with the heart. Most of you have been in a worship experience where you've gone to a church and you've looked at a, an envelope and they say that it was a tithing envelope. Look at the areas do they have on there. Do they have something called the benevolent fund on there? Do they have something that's called the building fund on there? Do they have something that's called tithing on there? Do they have something that's called offering on there? Play close attention to something that's called a love offering. Now, most love offerings go directly to the pastor. So, you have to ask yourself, is the pastor or the person who's leading the congregation putting a lot of emphasis on the love offering? And if so, where does that line up in scripture? And what does that have to do with the poor that the word of God is talking about that we just read in Deuteronomy 15 uh, verses 7 through 11. Now let's go to Acts 3. And we're going to look at verses 4 through 6. And then we're going to go over to Acts 9. And look at verse 36. Again I'm going to Acts 3. And I'm going to look at verses 4 through 6. Now I'm just asking you some basic questions. The questions that you should be asking. Is that of your pastor? That of your shepherd? Because you are putting yourself in a position. To give. To that particular house of God. And I'm not telling you not to give. I just want to know why are you giving. And you need to ask yourself that question. And make sure it lines up with scripture. Because there are certain people that we need to care for. They're always going to be with us. And there's some good churches out there. Make no mistake. But you know there's a lot of false prophets out there. There are a lot of. Wolves, ravenous wolves in sheep's clothing. There are a lot of undertrained servants who will use the word of God as a bully pulpit and try to twist the word of God. And that's heretic. You cannot browbeat people into giving. It's a heart condition. They're not supposed to be manipulated. A giver is going to give anyway. And you've got people who have plenty to give. And you should stop terrorizing those who find themselves in less healthy economic times. They're giving what they have. They're showing up. They're praying for you. They're caring for you in the way that they can care. They're opening up their homes to people in need. They're carrying the message, amen, as God commands us to do. God does not command us as servants of God to browbeat people about money bags. Jesus is not interested in money bags. He's interested in those treasures that you store in heaven that no man can break in, can steal. Amen. That's what he's concerned about. And he said he will reward you. How is Pastor so-and-so going to reward you? Giving you a certificate? Acts 3. We're looking at verses 4 through 6. Amen? And again, I'm in the King James Version. And the Word of God says this. Verse 4. 
And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, Look on us. Five, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Six, then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Now verse 7 says, And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. 8. And he leaping up stood and walked, and he entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. 9. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. 10. And they knew that he was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were Filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. This man was a beggar. He sat at the gate of beautiful. And this is when you go into Jerusalem. Amen. And he's sitting at the gate of beautiful. And he's asking for alms. For people in their heart to give, to care for him because he cannot care for himself. And the apostle Peter and John were there and he said, look upon me. They said for him to fasten their eyes upon them, them because Christ was upon them. Amen. They were mere men. But what was different is that Christ was upon them. And that's why I said, I have no silver and gold. But what I do have to give you, I give it in the name of Jesus of Nazareth and told him to get up. Amen. You ought to get excited about that. I am just a mere vessel here. But I am saturated with the love of Christ in my heart for you. That's why I come. Because I don't want anything from you, but other for you to be transformed. In the word of God and to know that he loves you and he gives freely. And you bless him when you have the heart to give. Amen. But there's different ways to give. And you should not let anyone make you feel bad because of what's in your heart to do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And when we looked at Luke 12. And we were looking at verses 33 and 34. It says for you to sell what you have and to give alms, provide yourselves money bags, which do not grow old. A treasure that is in heaven does not fail where no thief approaches and destroy it. For it says where your treasure is also where your heart is. Where's your heart? Is your heart about your possessions? And what you can do to make the man of God look good? Why does he need to look good? He should already be good. Amen. Hello, you're on Save the Loss at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, keep up that good work. I'm just blessed. I was eating a piece of chicken, and when you said, I'm going to read out of the King James Version. When you read out of that King James Version, you have such a flow to your voice. I'm a King James guy. Hey, man. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. But that, you just uh, put it in there and rise up. I don't have no money to give you, but such as I have, give I unto you. Rise up in the name of Jesus. Okay, you keep that up. I had a wonderful thing happen to me today. Okay. 
And, and I were, love you, brother. I got to tell you, I love you. I love you first. How you doing? Okay, well, I love, I love you second. Amen. I received that. Now that we got our yeah. love fest on, can I hear what happened okay. today? Okay. Yes, we were talking about the very same thing when because we had some new people this morning, mm-hmm. and there's a lady who's going through a really rough time, mm. and we've been ministering to her, amen, and to her needs, and she has, and she's going through a really rough time. And this morning, uh, I saw something in the offering plate. Okay, now we don't, I just put the plate on the table and they give if they want, if they don't, and whatever. But I saw this, this silver coin. And I didn't know who put it there. I never watch. I'm embarrassed sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... Later, she came to me after the service. We had a wonderful service, Praise God. communion service this morning, Amen. tears flowing. Amen. Uh, and uh, she came to me, and she says, I don't have anything, but I put in the offering plate. This was a silver coin, and it was given to her by a friend, and and you see, this is why we cry in our church. She gave that to me. She had nothing else to give, but this was something that was given to her that blessed her heart. And now she wanted to give that to me for our ministering to her and by the other members or people in the church ministering to her. Wow. And I, I got home, and my wife said, why are you crying? And I said... Well, I've been crying since those little kids came, and I got to minister to them in our little Sunday school class. Amen. And and uh, I said, but I was given this. This was a token of love from a woman that I could never say what's going. She's going through some times, and I thought this is something that was given to our little body of believers and it and it showed her love for the Lord and I don't I'm trying I'm struggling to get some words here because I'm trying to keep from crying but when I knew her background and I knew what she'd been going through we actually the week before stopped the service and we ministered to her needs praise God and today you see this isn't going to make anybody any money, but this was a gratitude because I'm the leader, but I tell them I may be the leader, but if I'm really the leader, I am your servant. Amen. And and that was and we had some other people for the first time, in fact, and they were there and they heard my cohort, my young man, I don't call him an assistant, he's a great man of God at age 26. Well, praise God. And, uh, well, I'm just, I'm just trying to say that what you're saying, that little bit there on the tithe envelope, that little love offering, mm-hmm. my goodness, I, I get in trouble because I don't name the names. But there's nine pastors in this town that are multimillionaires, and I'm not talking about their net worth. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about their income. Mm-hmm. And they still are out there begging, and they're telling everybody what a great thing their church is doing. And 
And it just, and when you're speaking, you're speaking to the heart and the soul of a church that was just before the American Revolution started, when they came to church, and the first thing they talked about were how were the crops coming. They brought the crops to the preacher. They didn't bring money. They brought what they had in the name of the Lord. How do you tithe a rhubarb? How do you tithe a head of lettuce? You see, that heart that you have, Nina, you have the greatest heart. And I want to, and there are people who know me, and they know what I talk about on the radio. And when they come to the church, it was kind of amazed because they say, we heard you, man, you really got after it today on the radio and all this. I said, I said, no, you're in church. This is not the radio. You are people. Amen. You are people that I want to love. You are Amen. people that need the help of all. And then I, then uh, during the communion, I read that first First John chapter one, mm-hmm. where <laughs> when uh, the uh, disciples were talking about uh, having fellowship with us and with the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. we have a we have a love fest in our church every week, and it's not big. It's it's growing. We had our problems, and the people left because of silly things about Christmas. And yet, it's Christmas every week. And Amen. The, I, 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 I received yeah. that. Yeah. I so I'm, that. I'm just, I'm rambling because I'm blessed in what you're saying. And the lady called in early about going into churches and all the people with the money sit in the high places. Right. Talking about in James. Sure. And uh, and she knows it, and she knows me by the way. Amen. And, and I love her because she's got a heart that's bigger than anything. Well, anyway, Nina, you just keep that up. I'm blessed. And, uh, and I love you, and keep up the love fest uh, with your people, and they're going to be transformed, and they're going to be able to go out and spread that love, and that's what it is. We should emulate Christ and love as he loved, give as he gave. And uh, yeah. then... Uh, we understand because that's what it's about. Only what we do for Christ will last. You know it. Yeah, and the you know the the fellow who uh, Jesus said, "Well, give it all up and sell all you have and right. give to the poor." Right. And uh, and then you go out. I would like to see these nine millionaire, and there might be more nine millionaire pastors in this town give away all of their money and start over again and do the work of God the right way. Well, if they give away the love offering, because that's the one they're concerned with the most, because there's no accountability <laughs> on that, that just goes in the front pocket. If they're yes. willing to give away that, that's a start. I would be impressed. Amen? Yes. Well, that's what I call, because I am I know all about how churches work, and those loose dollar bills or whatever, that's that goes into their petty cash, well, a.k.a. slush well, fund. Well, well, I tell you what, the Holy Spirit is watching. The heavens and all the earth are bearing witness, and they're going to have to give an account. You know, that's the whole yep. thing. At the end of the day, uh, God doesn't miss anything. So well, let's, uh, let's hope their account isn't given at the Great White Throne Judgment. I hope not either. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know I love you. Yes, okay. You keep it up. All I'll right. be listening. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. God bless. Hello. You're on Save the Loss at All Costs, and God bless you. Hello? Hello, are you there?
Caller, are you there? Well, we love you for calling. God bless you. Amen. So we're going to look back at Luke and we were looking at 14, 12 through 14. Uh, when we look in the 14th verse, it says, And you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. You know, the, the people that he were talking about, invite people to your house who are poor, who are maimed, who are lame, who are blind. People who don't look like you, who talk like you think like you you know what i mean they are in need of the lord jesus christ it's nice when you can invite those that love you who sing your praises and what have you but can you go outside of yourself and do something for christ amen as he did for you now luke 21 we were looking at um verses one through four but when we look at verse four it says for all these out of the abundance have put in offerings for God, but she out of her poverty put in all her livelihood that she had. Well, that's what uh, Pastor Charlie was talking about, the woman with two mites. She gave all that she had, and then you had these rich people, and they just gave something, but they had the abundance. They had the abundance to give it. So how is that honoring God when you have it to give? Then give it. Give it. And not be concerned about it because he's the one from whom all blessings flow. Amen. We got a down to a minute. We're going to say save the loss at all costs. We love you. And we're going to try to take this last call. You got about a minute. God bless you. You're on the radio. Hi, Gail. My name is Justin Gordy. Hi, Justin. I went to church today. Oh, well, praise God, Justin. Amen. Can you pray for me? Um, Well, I sinned. I got baptized. You made a public statement of your faith. Well, that's wonderful, Justin. I'm so glad that you called in and shared that with us, and I hope that encourages someone else to make a public declaration of their faith, too. Mm -hmm. Can you pray for me? Sure, I'll pray for you. Lord, continue to watch over Justin, Lord, and just open up his heart to all the miracle signs and wonders that you have upon him, and let he go out and carry the message in the name of Jesus. I love you, Justin. God bless you, and save the loss at all costs. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas' very own Christian Talk radio stations. 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about
about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.